This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org worldministries.org and be a part of Eagles Saving Nations. We need you. We have to have another great awakening or we're losing America. Special guest, Pastor Tobias Niamwaya out of Kenya, East Africa. Tobias, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me again. We have done several programs now. You've been with me several weeks here in America. And we want to talk about today the 1040 window. I don't know if you know about it, but the 1040 window, you're only concerned about that if you have the heart of Christ, the great commission, go forth into all the nations, preach the gospel, make disciples. If you don't care about that, then you probably don't know about the 1040 window. But it should be something all Christians care about. We all are commissioned to have a heart of Christ, to to want to win the loss, to try to prevent people from being eternally lost or damned, so to speak. So, Pastor Tobias, why don't you explain what is the 1040 window? Thank you so much. I don't know whether so many of us, our listeners are aware that people die every day who have not heard the gospel or the good news of Christ. And actually, it is estimated that about 1,800 people die per hour. We've per never, hour. Per hour. We've never heard the gospel. Now, where do these, uh, these people live? These people live within the four, the four religious blocks called the 1040 window. These are countries within the majority of these are Muslims, Hindus, and non-religious, non-religious people. Okay. Can you give more of a definition about the locations around the world, the countries? Oh, yes, I can do that. The 1040 window is an area located between 10 degrees latitude north of the equator and 40 degrees latitude north, which covers, which covers North, uh, north Africa, the Middle East, uh, and most Western, Central, Eastern, and Southern Asia. And so within the 1040 window resides 60% of the world population, which is about 4.5 billion people. 4.5 billion reside in the 1040 window. Yes. My, my, my. 
So the 1040 window are, are these people that really have not, what, heard the gospel? Have not heard the gospel. They've not been reached at all at all by the gospel of Christ. My, 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 my. What is your concern in this area, Tobias? My concern is that uh, the church has been talking about revival for many years, and yet we've neglected, neglected our mandate that Jesus gave us. The mandate that Jesus gave the church was preach the gospel. Of course, when we preach the gospel, we must also teach them. But I think we've concentrated so much on teaching rather than reaching out to the lost. And so many people are dying without hearing the gospel. So many people, just pastors, focus on teaching, if you want to say, their own flock. Mm -hmm. But they don't have a heart for evangelism or, or to reach out. Yeah, outside they, of their church building, is that right? Exactly. They don't have a heart to reach outside of their church building. And not live alone reaching outside their church building. Reaching areas where the gospel has not been preached or taught. Wow. You know, I wonder why that is. Uh, that is because I think we've, like I said, we've neglected our mandate. Is I think it's a result of a lot of pastors and evangelists and, uh, and the so-called revivalists. And apostles, maybe bishops, are concentrating within the, their localities. Within but why the, is that, Tobias? I, 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 think, I think it's lack of knowledge of not knowing the gospel properly, reaching, studying and reaching and realizing that that is what God or Christ left for us, reaching out to the, to the unreached people. Is it lack of knowledge or is it lack of heart? Is it lack of relationship with God that cares? Are they just focusing on what is easy? Are they trying to build their own business, so to speak, and they call it church? I mean, uh, that's something to really uh, look at. Yes, it could, be, it could be all that you've mentioned, lack of, lack of heart, lack of uh, knowledge. And of course, I think so many of us are concerned about the finances, the money we get out of the flock rather than getting the money and reaching out to the unlost. I think a lot of pastors, especially we could say in Africa, they go into ministry, some of them, because it's a job. So many people are out of work. Yes. And uh, many of them don't have education, but uh, they pick up a Bible. Uh, you know, we call them a kiosk pastor. Uh, and they just start preaching and people give them money and then now they have a little bit of money. Now, I could be wrong, but I think that is why some pastors go into ministry. Tobias? Yes, certainly. A lot of pastors are there for hiring. Uh, not even for hiring. A lot of them, like, if I would say without really mincing my words, there are so many, the so-called miracles that are stage managed, that are never took place because people want to reach more people so that they can get more money. And yet the gospel is being ignored. So you're saying some people are just being conned by people that are, they're really not having miracles conducted, but they're even having people act like miracles happen to them. They're even involved in lying. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> wow. Can you give me some examples? Well, the same several examples which, which I could give, although right now I don't have one with me, but uh, there's so many examples that uh, I've, I've witnessed in our country where people, you know, people go to church and they, they use permanganate, something that turns blood, water into blood. Then they, so they say that uh, blood has 
the water has turned into a miracle and really in the real sense it wasn't uh, the miracle it was just stage managed wow so they just they just cheated yeah. the people yes wow so ladies and gentlemen i mean we are talking about the 1040 window reaching people that have not heard the gospel uh because it it's more of a hard group of nations and people to enter muslims hindus uh they're not going to give you a lot of money until many of them get saved but uh and so there's a lot of sacrifice but uh, many people are in i i'm just ashamed to say they're in the ministry uh for a paycheck for money and 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 if you don't have a real heart for christ even if you're truly born again and maybe you're teaching a good gospel so to speak yet why aren't you concerned about reaching outside of the people that are already born again again uh why do you have the heart of christ or again are you just trying to make a living i think tobias this this is something that needs to be seriously looked at and discussed exactly a lot of pastors the so-called pastors are there for business and uh, we've forgotten our mandate our what god christ commissioned us to do and so is is a concern for us as, as a church we should be concerned as a church so that we are able to reach to the unreached people group go to places where there is no church go to places where the people and do not even have not heard about Christ at all well you know you you opened it up and you said different revivalist evangelist pastors even apostles i know apostles that will not go into nations unless they're guaranteed a five star hotel now I, i you you you're smiling big but i'm telling you the truth <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Yes. These guys don't know how to sacrifice. They want their comfort. Tobias? Yes, exactly. But Dr. Hansen, let's let's look at it. I come from Africa. We first heard about the missionaries like Dr. David Livingstone. They came to Africa. They sacrificed their time. We are able to hear the gospel now as a result of their sacrifice they made. If the first stars would tell where would Dr. Livingstone would have stayed? and who would have heard the gospel i don't think there would be anybody so no, that's my point is it's so it's it's so sad it it's such a shame that many of these uh well known if we want to say quote i say quote apostles only god knows they call themselves an apostle but yet they they must live you know they want to travel first class they want to live in five star hotels uh good night they would never sleep in the slums never go into the jungles oh no no they would say i'm not called to that no you're not called to that your heart is not right tobias <laughs> yes live alone in the jungle some of them would not even drive to those places they want to fly to places uh, which is which is sad for us if you're called to preach the gospel I remember when I lived in Kenya. I was one of the only white men missionaries. I never saw another missionary on a bus from Nairobi to uh, all the way to Busia and then all the way to Kampala. I never. I took that that old bus. I took it with you. At least 20 times. <laughs> 
20 times. The only white man, a missionary, I never saw one other white man, not yet a missionary, ever travel that way. All the way to Uganda from Kenya, from Nairobi. I never saw it, Tobias. Yes, I do remember we traveled with you at one time. When the Museveni had just come into power, I think a few months after it had come to power. And we traveled all the way from, from Buzia all the way to Lira. And we had to encounter so many roadblocks. You come to a roadblock, you get, you get down, and they search you. You go back to the, to the taxi, they touch, you come the next roadblock, they search you. So I, I think you, you, you know what I'm talking about as far as mission work is concerned. Yeah, I, I believe in literally, if necessary, not that I want to, but I believe in literally laying down your life for Jesus Christ. You know me, Tobias, my heritage, my, my grandfather, my, my father went through a concentration camp in China when they could have escaped. Wow. Uh, my brother-in-law shot and killed, uh, or my father's uh, brother-in-law shot and killed in the head uh, wow. for not denying Christ. Um, you saw me uh, live with you guys in, in Africa and travel all over. I've slept in the slums, literally, with mice around my feet. But I never saw another missionary do, do that. And I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying I've never seen it. And, um, you know, I lived in the black communities when I first moved to Kenya. I lived in Bellevue, which is not the real, uh, real nice place. It's not considered a slum, but not much above it. And I lived there. You know that with my family. And I, and, I, and, I, and I had other people join me like you and others. And we lived together. But most missionaries uh, live away from, if we want to say, the, the normal African black man. And they live in their own separate estates or, or missionary compounds far away from the black man. And, and so, in reality, um, I don't see much sacrifice. They have their own little world they live in, and uh, the people that support them don't realize how well they're living because they have maids and everything else. Tobias? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, a lot of missionaries really, not even a lot of missionaries, a lot of Christians today live a luxurious life. Of course, it's not bad to live a good life, <laughs> but I think... Putting it above our call is not right. Let me tell you, the question is, would you go if you couldn't live a good life? See, that's the question. I went there when Kenya was uh, far different than it is today. We had one uh, uh, mall, so to speak, Serrett Center. That was it. One. One. And it wasn't, at that time, it wasn't even developed like it is today. And so... Uh, you know, you had three soda pops, uh, Coca-Cola, Sprite, and, and Fanta. That was it. And so uh, it was so different than it is today. And like I said, I lived, as you know, with my family in a lower black community. Uh, Bellevue is not uh, the best community, housing area. And... Uh, and I'm not trying to brag, but I am saying it, it reflects something of the heart, of the motive. Livingston, yes, he sacrificed, but most people I'm talking about today would never sacrifice like Dr. Livingston. Tobias? Yeah, we, 
I think this we are called for more sacrifice because uh, uh, my concern as from where I come from, I come from Kenya, Africa, and uh, there's a lot of uh, people, so to speak, Kenyans, who have not reached by the gospel. There are people that, that come as far as the Muslim in the coastal region, the people in northeastern Kenya who are basically Muslim, uh, Muslims, even the Maasai, some areas in Maasai areas, Maasai land, is really hard areas that we've, we've not reached. Although right now we are trying as a denomination to reach there. And so a lot of sacrifice is still needed to be taken. Well, I remember when I went there, I started over a church in 1987 with 23. And in nine years when I lived there, by your own words, we moved location to location and, and would pack it out and probably reach over 10,000 people. And we sent out 23 missionaries, incredible, from one black church, incredible, where the whole assemblies of God had a thousand, and they had not sent out one till they watched what we did. So, I mean, uh, our people knew how to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. They knew what the gospel was about. You not only were a leading pastor under me, uh, you were a missionary under me. We, I sent you to Zambia and I think, what, to Uganda? Did you go to Uganda? Yes, I did pastor church in Uganda. And uh, you knew how to sa sacrifice. Uh, you're in it for the right heart and you still are. That's why we're still associated. You've been with me since 1987. But I'm telling you, not everybody, if we want to say, has a missionary, a true missionary heart. A true missionary heart. Yeah. I don't call these people that call themselves missionaries, a lot of them missionaries. They, they have a heart. They get away. They like to live there better than here because they can afford maids and everything. It's an easier life. And if, if the American understood this, I would never give them a dime the way they live. Tobias, I'm yes. telling you the truth. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't do it. Yes. Because you knew how I lived. Yes. I'm not impressed you go away and get your maid and live separately and live in the best areas. I'm not impressed a bit. So anyway, the missionary heart, a true disciple's heart, a true ambassador. We are supposed to be a debtor like Romans 1, 14 through 16 tells us. I am a debtor, both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to wise and unwise. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are at Rome also. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also the Greek. I think this really identifies it. Paul reveals his heart. I am a debtor. Tobias? Yes, we are debtor to the gospel. We must do our best at this point to reach out to the lost. I know I know some people that are that have a, a have a vision for twenty thirty three and that is to reach out and be able to open churches. I pray that God will help us and give more people burden to be able to reach out and open more churches, especially to the unreached people group, the ten forty window that we've been talking about. I believe that this is the reason why all Christians should have a measure of the apostolic heart. I mean, the true apostolic heart. Not everyone who calls himself an apostle today. They've been impacted by the ministry and anointing of Jesus Christ, of true apostles. 
we need to have a sense of obligation. See, why did I leave my profession, my ministry? My, yeah, my ministry. I was a lay pastor. Uh, my, my career in law enforcement, uh, my beauty shops that I owned and things like that, candy routes, because I had a sense of obligation that I am a debtor and God called me to leave it to serve him. I am a debtor. That's why I've been to over 30 nations in Africa to buy us and all over the world, Central, South America, China, all over the world. Many places where I could be killed and many places where I have been persecuted. But that's because I am a debtor. Tobias? Yes, we are obligated to go out and preach the gospel. And not only have we been obligated, we are also commissioned to go out and preach the gospel. Because we are debtors to those that are lost, those that, are lost that have not had the gospel at all. But this is why all. <laughs> this is why this man in front of me, if you just tuned in to the warning program, if you're watching social media, listening on radio, I have Bishop Tobias Niamoya. He's uh, one of the directors in our Bible school in Kenya. Uh, he worked for me originally in 1987 when I was a pastor there. We developed a very strong church at the time. And uh, he, he is also on the board of International, uh, International Holiness, Pentecostal Holiness. And so uh, we're still working together because he has the right heart. I have the right heart. Uh, he knows I'll go anywhere in the world, and I continue to go anywhere. And um, I'm not young anymore, but I haven't lost that burden. I'm driven more than ever before. Why? Because I'm a denter. I have a debt to pay to Jesus Christ. And I have that calling, that commission to go forth and reach the nations, and that's why World Ministries International exists. We are called to the nations, including the 1040 window. Tobias? Yes, we are called to the nation, including the 1040 window, correct. Oh, my appeal right now, Dr. Hansen, is for more people to come out and help wherever they can to be able to reach the 1040 window before the 2033, because Jesus can come back anytime. And I think our delay for not reaching out the 1040 windows probably is what is delaying the coming back of Christ. Okay, why don't you describe again, if they've just tuned in, what is the 1040 window? All right, the 1040 window, like I said, like I said, I tell you, the, the 1040 window, oh, let me just get it right here. The 1040 window are the countries, majority of which are Muslims, the Hindus, non-religious people, people that are just there, but they are non-religious, and I said the 1040 window is an area located between 10 degrees latitude north of the equator and the 40 degrees latitude north, north, which covers North Africa, the Middle East, and most Western, Central, Eastern, and Southern Asia. Within the 1040 windows resides, I said, resides 60% of the world population, which is 4.5 billion people. Wow. And so there's a lot of Muslims. Yeah, there's a lot of Muslims and Hindus and likes. Muslims, Hindus. And so you don't see uh, people, quote, being called there, so to speak. I think they are called there. They're just not listening. They're called to where the money is, where the easy life is. I'm sorry to say that seems cynical, but that is the truth, Tobias. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, you know those areas. Some of them, uh, when you go to areas where, especially the Muslim areas, they can be very hostile as well. Uh, so if you want to go there, you have to be prepared and and have tactics and make make sure that you are sacrificed. Your life can end any time. You are ready for, to let your life go, and many people are not willing to do that. Again, you're watching, listening, World Ministries International. Uh, Pastor Tobias Yumaya, this is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, president of both World Ministries International, Eagle Saving Nations. Please go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org, join Eagles Saving Nations. People say, what can I do to stop the toppling of the republic, the softest communist takeover? Join Eagle Saving Nations. We're trying to get into the stadiums and have Pentecost touch those people coming down into those stadiums so they can go forth. No longer afraid without fear and intimidation and speak the truth because truth takes away deception. Prayer brings conviction. Today, we're being censored. We're being lied to. We must speak the truth to open up people's eyes to see what's really going on in America and the nations. Worldministries.org, join Eagle Saving Nations. If you want to help us get to the 1040 window, you could also send us a good check. And, uh, or telephone, 360-629-5248. We are glad to take your donation over the telephone. If you want to help Pastor Tobias in what he's doing, just earmark it for Pastor Tobias. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. Now here is my friend, Scott Farah. And he's going to help you with your business. Scott? Jesus teaches us that we should never do anything without making a plan first. Most small business owners fail to follow this biblical principle and do not have a written plan for where they want to be in one year, three years, five years. Yet every large business has a written plan. Many who wish to start their own businesses do not develop a plan first. This is one of the major reasons that 80% of all small businesses fail within the first five years. God worked through me to develop a unique educational program for business people. Quite frankly, this program has changed people's lives. If you currently own a business or if you're thinking about going into business for yourself, you need the Independence Program. Visit our website, independenceprogram.training, and if you choose to purchase this unique educational program, make sure that you use promo code WMI. It will give you a 5% discount. So if what you have just heard resonates with you, and if you care and you want to be an unsung hero, I implore you, please take a few seconds to call us today and leave a message with a short prayer for us, because we need to know that you are with us and care enough to be part of the spark with us so that together we can move God to send a great awakening that can reverse the inevitability of God's coming judgment, according to what God spoke in Jeremiah 18, 7, and 8. We believe that if you joined hands with us, together we can save America from certain catastrophic judgment. So call now, okay? Dial 360-629-5248. And say a short prayer for us in your message. And leave your phone number too, okay? So one more time, 360-629-5248. Thank you and God bless.